0: okay welcome to season three again this is your show fruit for your soul i'm your host cardelia reed and you know um there is this thing i want to talk about and um i tell you it's it's hugely on me to talk about it and um it is about death and breaking off generational curses and we have to know who we are in Christ and what we carry. We need to understand the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And, you know, we need to know this be, so we won't perish. In other words, die to our sins and die and leave Israel not knowing what the heck has happened in our lives, Right. So I'm speaking to you on this for a reason. I'm speaking to you on this because of my own experience as well. So there's two things I want you to know about me. One of the first ones is um, I talked to you a lot in season one and season two, when I let the cat out of the bag about the generational thing about the whole ancestry and the voodoo and all that kind of foolishness that they dibbled and dabbled in and how God has turned a lot of that stuff around in my life. Now, one of the things I probably didn't talk to you about was death. And um, I may have mentioned it, I may have grazed the subject a little bit, but I'm going I'm to get into it right now. So my mom used to always say, um, I'm from Alabama, good old Alabama, and my mom would always say that her mother could see things about death. And it was like, what is it that she saw about death? And It was always when somebody died or when someone's gone. I mean, all kinds of stuff that you, you know, stuff you hear that people talk about, that people get all quiet when they start talking about it. no one wants to talk about it again because it scares them so bad. So I was that person listening to my mom when I was growing up. She would say, my dear, her mother's name was my dear. My dear could always see things about death. And she had a son one time that um, came to visit her. Her son was grown. When the son came out the car and walked into the house, she saw two other men get out the car behind him that were not alive. And she knew then that her son had killed some people. And these are the kind of things I heard when I was growing up now. And it would scare me half to death. Do you understand? (laughs) I mean, it literally scared me. And, but I would listen because I was so curious. Like you are We're curious about the supernatural. Naturally, if you like that comparison, we have a curiosity about the supernatural. And we find things out that scare us so bad, we start living in fear. And that's not God. That's not God. That is the devil. And you need to understand if you're going to see the bad things and hear about the bad things, you got to counteract that with something really, really, really good. And that's what Christ wants to give us. OK, and that's where I'm going with this. So um, that was scared me for a couple of reasons, because number one, I knew what she's saying was true. And number two, I could see things, too. And I never really, I told my mom a little bit, but I think it kind of messed her up. Like what in the world's going on that, you know, I'm not sure what this little girl is talking about. And one time I told her when I was um, six years old, I said, you know, she took me to see someone that had died and I looked in the casket and with my physical eyes, I saw them move. Okay. And I'm telling you this, not because I want you to think I'm crazy, but because when God gives us gifts, There are things we're going to see and feel in the supernatural that we cannot explain. And sometimes just can't be explained in the natural. So a big part of my ministry is death. And I can tell you that I definitely saw this occur. I was six years old. I was very capable of knowing what I saw at six years old. And um, the person moved as if they were just restless. They were trying to wake up, but they couldn't. And it scared me so bad. So whenever I saw another person in the casket, my mom thought it was just, you know, maybe I shouldn't have showed her this. But then I couldn't explain it because I didn't understand it. Uh, So then I started going to funerals more and more, unfortunately. And literally, um, it got to the point where I would feel a presence there or that person there. I would feel them clearly in my spirit and see them with my physical eyes. That kind of was messing me up because I didn't know how to handle that. And I was not walking spiritually and did not have that relationship with Christ. So something wasn't matching until it just got to the point where I was going to pass out when I I went to anyone's funeral because it was just too much for me. So literally at this point in my life, I do pick and choose which funerals I go to, but there's a reason for that, okay? And we're going to read that in the Bible in just a second. I just want you to understand that about me, that um, I've had countless dreams about caskets. Uh, To see a casket in a dream is on default for me. Uh, I mean, as sickening as it sounds, sicking, being sickened in a dream was my default. So that's second nature for me. Okay, it's easy. That's easy for me now because I can overcome that. But I'ma tell you, I feel the way you feel when you see a casket. But I just got to the point where I saw him so much in dreams that I literally um got used to it and I expected it. And it was just normal for me. And then when I became spiritual and so start walking this walk with the Holy Spirit, he starts showing me why. That's occurring. There are gifts that he gives all of us and there are things that we're supposed to do with our bodies that he wants to use as a vessel that um, only he can explain that. Now you can use the Bible as a God, he's going to point you in the right direction, but only that one-on-one time with God will help alleviate a lot of those stresses especially when I start talking to you about death, especially when people start coming to me talking about either their death or I'm experiencing a lot of deaths in my family or Something else, right? Okay, so let's go to part two. As if that wasn't enough. Here's part two. Part two is my father passed away in two thousand eleven. Okay. Um, and my father came from a family of eighteen people. And you know, um it, it was my father's side of the family where a lot of that little sickening voodooish stuff came through the family lines about three generations back. How I know the Holy Spirit told me. Now, if you don't believe me, if you're a part of my family, go check, it's gonna be verified. So the other thing is, um, and I had to put that out there because I know that I, I love my family and I really want them to understand and listen to this because there are people that are suffering because of this right now. So I want to know that I hear you. I feel you. I hear you because the Holy Spirit tell me. He hears you and he's telling me. And so who much is given, much is expected. So at this time in my life, I've got to let you understand there has been a generational curse upon my family that a lot of us don't understand. And we are, some of us are even angry at God because we're like, what the heck is going on? listen. We are here to change things for lives so we can change things for our children and their children and generations to come. It's about leaving legacies. It's about changing and breaking off the ancestral um, evil family line. That has been placed upon a lot of us. We're not the only ones. Okay. We come in through families for a reason into this world. We're not the only ones once, but our lives can be used as a testimony to help somebody else understand what's going on with them. Let's go back. So I said to you, my father passed away in 2011. Now, once he passed away, something really crazy happened. He had like at least one family member per on average per year pass away for the next probably four to five years. It was crazy. We had a double funeral one time. It was too much. And I'm not talking about somebody getting shot, uh, you know, a car accident. I'm talking about sickness and pain and suffering. Okay. And then death came. Now, lo and behold, a lot of these people were, um, they were, they had lived a lot, the bulk of their lives. But the, you can't help but to turn up an eyebrow at how swift it was coming and the the, uh, consistency of it. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? Now, I want you to educate yourself because my people, the Bible says, my people perish because they lack knowledge. And I don't want you going around telling people that kind of stuff was happening unless you can explain to them why and help them understand the solution of that. Don't just speak negative and leave it at dot, dot, dot. Because that's how the enemy comes back and completes those dots for you. You want to be intentional about bringing God into this subject. Because that's the only one. Nobody else can help you with this. Nobody else can help us with this, right? So my father was about 60. He was one month shy of his 68th birthday. And I'm telling you this for a reason. Because I don't like to focus on myself. But I have to help you understand why this is coming about. And he has spoken some words over his life. And my father was prophetic. He's never claimed and walked into it, but he was a pastor also. But um, once again, I grew up Baptist and it was more on religion. And he had a great relationship with Christ, but it was still more on religion because he never, he would speak prophetic words. But he also spoke some negative words. And one time my uncle that was alive at the time told me, he said, we were all sitting around talking one day. And your father, he said, I was telling your father about something. And they mentioned the word 75, 75 years old. My father goes, will I ever make it there? Lo and behold, everybody that was a part of that conversation, none of them are alive right now. We have to be careful when we're speaking things over our lives, especially when it's about death. Don't question it. Speak it. Speak what you want. Declare what you want, right? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Remember that when you're speaking these things, especially if you've got a sneaky little principality in your family line that just wants to kill you. Don't do it because God is here to give us life and life eternal. So... The point that I'm trying to make to you is um, I want you to be aware of who you are and what you're carrying. Now, just as sure as you can be carrying something like that and you don't know it, God has given you a whole lot more. Watch what happens when he turns that around in your life, when you become aware of it. And that brings us to the subject of breaking off generational curses of death. So you have your Bible. I know you do. Because we don't talk in this podcast without Bibles, right? So I'm glad you do. Let's turn to First Corinthians 15, chapter, twelfth verse. It's gonna be some reading, and I don't know how many parts this is gonna have, but I may not be able to complete this in the next 10 minutes because this is a this is a subject um that's really deep. It's a subject the enemy does not under any circumstances want me to talk about. This is why I tackled it first. Because I knew this as sure as the enemy was trying to distract me and keep me away from this, that sure I need to come back and talk about it, okay? Now, yes, this verse uh, 12 starts with now. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection Resurrection, excuse me, of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, your faith also in vain? Yeah, and we found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ raised, is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep, in Christ, or perished. Now, just to pause for one second, none of us by any means want to imagine our loved ones perished, right? No, they're not perished. So let's keep on going. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. But now in Christ, risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that slept, that is highly encouraging and highly hopeful. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. I love this. Oh, I could just read this all day long. Let me read that again. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. I need you to believe this and let's keep reading. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order... Christ the firstfruits afterwards, that they are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he have put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. You know, this is, you know, it's a part of my, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm human just like you are. It's a part of you that just quivers when you hear this kind of stuff. It it just, it's something that shudders in you physically. It says, okay, I can't handle this. It's too much. But God said, no, I'm in you. I mean, you're going to handle this. You're going to do this. Matter of fact, just to give you a little quickie funny, because I know this is a deep subject and you probably don't feel like laughing. But I, um, I was sitting the other day and it was a few days ago. And I just kept getting this feeling. And finally, it just came out in my spirit. I'm talking to the host. I said, God, I just feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. And he said, say that again. I said, God, I just feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. He said, to whom much is given, much is expected. But the reason why you feel that way is because you're not doing everything I told you to do. God's been telling me all along, you got to write this stuff down. You gotta finish up. You start get back to doing your podcast, and you just gotta speak it when you hear it. You just gotta start clearing some things up. Don't be silent. Start speaking things, even when you know people are talking in error. You just can't sit back and be a passive person anymore. That's why you feel that way because you got to get your spirit in alignment to where we're going with this thing. So somebody's gotta talk about this, and you know I wish we talked about it more than at funerals. But we gotta talk about this every day all day long so I'm going to read that last verse the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death when Jesus died on the cross and he went down into hell I mean he was busy he went down into hell and got the keys of death from the enemy and the enemy thought that he had just laughed them and shamed them and killed them and oh it's good it's over per the enemy but when he showed up in hell, when he said, OK, here I go, because when he shows up, he's dramatic and he makes a scene. In other words, nobody on earth know this yet, but let's go ahead and take these. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, give you the uh, surprise and rid you of these keys because you think you had it all. You've got nothing. In other words, enemy, you have won nothing in the mighty name of Jesus. And I love that because he took the last thing that we think the enemy has basically taken from us. We think that when we die, it's done, it's over. It's, oh my God, it's too late. No, because you know what? There's this such thing called untimely death that a lot of us just fear. I mean, we're just shaking in our boots over it. And we see the sicknesses, our eyes are gazing upon our loved ones, whether it's our kids, whether it's our our parents, whether it's us. Our eyes are gazing upon and we hear the report. And this is when the enemy really tries to get, because it keeps getting worse and worse, right? Because he wants you to physically believe that you're going to die really soon. No, he relieved Satan of those keys. He came back up and said, okay, I've already done it in the supernatural realm. Hint, hint, hint. Things must be done in the supernatural before you see it in the natural. Because the unseen is more powerful than the seen. Nobody was seeing this on earth. And he comes back up to his body, wakes on up. And I mean, he stunned everybody. The disciples were saying, You know what's so interesting about this? He had already resurrected uh, Lazarus, right? So what makes people think it was not going to continue to happen with him? We don't know. We just saw, they just saw him physically die. This was real for them. Just like we're looking at things real time. It was real for them at the time. They didn't know. But when he came back, people believed then that the disciples were no longer afraid and scared. They were no longer denouncing him and denying him like Peter was. They were no longer doubting like Thomas was. Matter of fact, he said, go get Thomas. That was one of the things that he said um, after they came and discovered that his body was not there. So the truth is, we don't have to worry about this because the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So Jesus came back, was resurrected, relieved the enemy of those keys, and he was quickened. And this is the one thing I want you to understand. If you know something is going on in your life, if you are, if you're dealing with an illness, if you've had people in your family that's been passed away, just know that it is not in vain in Christ. There's still belief and hope for you, for the ones that are alive and for ones that are going to go is still hope for you. That's exactly what that is saying. Also, when we talk about those um, medical reports and this is this is really this is tough because we know people that have gotten the medical reports. And of course they believed him because they kept getting them. And there's a part of them, I'm sure, that was saying, okay, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen because I believe Christ is going to be a miracle. But this, this, the belief was just so um, overcome with the other belief that you were going to die that you died in your spirit for next. Like the, the doctor, the medical report from the enemy said, okay, um, it's pretty much a wrap. There's nothing we can do. So you die in your spirit because you're saying, God, you have disappointed me. And God has said, "No, you still got to be intentional." And then mentally, you start speaking negative words, especially when you have that prophetic voice—the gift of prophecy—which we all do. Some is just used a little differently than others. But when you start speaking it, negative words come out of your mouth. Negative words wash over your body. Negative words feed more and more and more into your spirit. And then the next thing that comes surely is the physical death. And this is—it's um, not easy for me either. Because I will tell you, I saw people do this and people were getting angry. A lot of times when people get sick, uh, they'll get angry because they don't know how else to feel, you know, or they get sick and they're not thinking right. So they don't speak right. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just be quiet. But the enemy doesn't have us to do that because we're used to being who we are. So I want you to understand that this is all Ready, defeated. It is written, it is done, it is written. I can't express that enough. It is done. This is why the Bible is so important. It is the only book in the world that has the past, the present, and the future. So, what I'm going to do at this point, um, I'm going to skip down to 1 Corinthians 15 and start at verse 35. But Um, Because we're right at 20 minutes and I don't like to take more than 20 minutes of your time. I'm going to pick up on that in part two. And um, I just want to make sure and encourage you. This is like a serious to be continued, right? I want to encourage you to um, when you use that word death that comes out of your mouth, just know that when you're using it. Be intentional about the Holy Spirit being with you and speaking the mind of Christ. So in other words, when you speak it, you speak it as though it has no authority. It has no authority. It has no authority in the name of Jesus. And you've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. I cannot express that enough because a lot of times we speak death and defeat because we feel like we've been defeated. No, I want you to speak death as if you're the one that's defeating death because he has already given us the mind of Christ. We have to be intentional about knowing that. So let me just encourage you to understand. I don't want you to think this is one of those sad pity party kind of talks that we're having here because we don't have that in Christ. That's not encouraged in Christ, right? Christ comes to give us life and life more abundantly. And in the next uh, podcast, I'm going to talk about that life more abundantly. Um, and how the enemy tries to use death to make us feel like we don't have that anymore. So thank you. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I. I will see you in part two.